Hello, everybody, and for those of you who celebrate Mother's Days, Happy Mother Day. I'm blessing your mother. If you're a mother, I'm blessing you. If you were a mother in a past lifetime, I'm blessing your past lifetimes. And um, we were all mothers one time or another. You know, we've lived so many lifetimes that I'm sure that even uh, somebody who escaped the feminine uh, reincarnation for a while cannot for always uh, repress that side and the anima does come across every once in a while and as um, a woman reincarnated you most likely statistically speaking were a mother so this is not only a day for the mothers who are now mothers but maybe to all mothers or to even the idea of motherhood which in astrology at least and we're going to talk about it a little bit today represents unconditional love there is one sign the sign cancer which is the ruler of home and family it also is the ruler of the womb which is our first home even before we are born into our first home so that's why everything has to do with real estate home and family is associated also with the womb so um Happy Mother's Day. I mean, um, what I wanted to do today is actually talk a little bit about mothers and Mother Day and, and look at it mythologically speaking. But first, we haven't been here for two weeks, so let's look at what is going on for the next week uh, because that's what we do in the beginning. And then we can move on and look at the ideas behind Mother's Day. I know a lot of you guys, at least here in the United States and many other countries, might listen to this later on because hopefully they are busy with their kids, their grandkids, or their own mothers. So it's okay if you can hear it later on. But let's look at what's happening this week. We are talking about today, May 14. Today, the Mercury is stationary. So we are about to feel him go direct. So today... And tomorrow is those are the most condensed times of the Mercury stationary. This is the time we talked about as the suggestion from Psalm 26 to be still and know that I am God. This is the day whenever we have Mercury stationary, which is two days before the retrograde and two days after the retrograde. And it's a very democratic stationary. All planets that retrograde have two days before, two days after. But the length of the uh, retrograde can last from five months like Pluto uh, to a few weeks uh, like Mercury. So when Mercury is stationary or any planet is stationary, you need to uh, practice being a tree. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why I decided today to do it uh, behind me trees. I don't know if you guys can see it in the... Uh, Maybe if I move, yeah, you can get the, the focus. The focus could move to the beautiful palm behind me. But anyway, uh, this is Wisteria. Uh, this is uh, Washingtona. This is uh, uh, a long plant, like a long palms like we have. And if you look here, you can see my Majhud um, date that the male brought flowers this year. The female is not. So it's kind of a weird situation. I brought them together so they can have dates or they can go on a date. And the male date did present uh, flowers to the female date this year. But the female date is playing hard to get. Maybe she's lesbian. Maybe she's not into men. Maybe she's asexual. Maybe she's a minor and I have to still wait for her to grow a little bit. But this is not connected to the story. Anyway, 
Mercury stationary, you have to behave like a tree. You have to be rooted. So it's a great day for walking slowly, talking slowly, doing everything like a tree would. You know, a tree probably says a word in a hundred years. I'm not saying you should um, follow suit, you know, but still practicing slowness uh, is something that really is nice to do during Mercury stationary. Again, as above, so below. If you can mimic the way that uh, things are happening above us, it will be easier to flow below. It's almost like when you go to any kind of country, it's good to follow the rules, it's good to speak the language, uh, so you can read the signs and you can know where to go. So the same thing with our celestial um, correspondence you can say so when we know that mercury is stationary mercury is always on the move he's the messenger of the god he's all about speed and efficiency and effectiveness and uh, eloquence but when he is stationary he doesn't stutter maybe when he's retrograde he sometimes stutters because too many thoughts are coming too fast and he can't express them all in stationary mercury the messenger is just listening He's not talking. So he can't deliver any messages. He can receive the messages. He cannot express those messages. So that's one way of looking at Mercury stationary. That's a time, you know, it's only 12 days, almost like the 12 apostles, the 12 tribes, the 12 zodiac signs. 12 days a year that Mercury is stationary. And at that time, he's listening. He's quiet. He's stationary. He's waiting for you to give him the message so that he can deliver it. And remember, <clears throat> tomorrow we still have the stationary May 15, May 16. Floodgates are open. Things are moving much faster. But you have to realize that for the next two weeks, let's say until the end of May, May 31st, we are in the post retrograde shadow that means that we're still dealing with some echo reverberations uh, whatever you want to call it from the time that mercury was retrograde so it is a time to stay still a little bit more uh, careful let's say with everything that you write with everything that you do so after may 16 everything is okay to sign just be a little bit more careful uh, at least for the next two weeks so today the moon is in Pisces, a very mystical moon. So again, the moon, mother energy, uh, we'll see that Mother Day is celebrated in many countries today. And the moon and the sun, father and mother are sending a beautiful sextile. It's a little door that opens up, which is good. Uh, also the sun and Neptune are sending a beautiful sextile, which is a day with a lot of intuition, a lot of uh, uh, emotional expression, which is flowing very well. Even the moon and Neptune are sending beautiful energy to Mars. In other words, take your mother to some place close to water. Um, use your imagination uh, in order to give your mother a gift or uh, maybe use your imagination how to receive some of those gifts. It might not necessarily be what you planned for, but, you know, everybody expresses their love to mother differently. So today we definitely have a beautiful flow between the moon and the sun, which is always good, good news. And the reason why is because this week, at least, we have quite a lot of emphasis on Earth and water. Venus and Mars are still in water signs, Cancer. Uh, the sun, Uranus, Vesta, Mercury are going to be in, Merc in uh, Taurus as well as the North Node. And even Jupiter is moving into Taurus, which is the biggest thing that's happening this uh, week. I sent you guys an email. Uh, also, it's on my website under the blog. 
uh, how the different signs correspond to the fact that Jupiter is moving into Taurus. So Jupiter, as you know, has been on and off for the last year and now half in Aries, and especially from January until May 15, 16, this is basically now, that Jupiter has been in Aries, and it's, expand, it's expanded everything that has to do with action movement. Now Jupiter moving for basically a year until May 26, 2024 into Taurus just makes this archetype of Taurus much more abundant. It's almost as if it's going to be guiding us much more, not only because we have the North Node until July 13 in Taurus, but also because we're going to have Jupiter, another benevolent aspect in the chart, talking about the archetype of Taurus. Taurus is the five senses. So if you can enhance the five senses or enhance the experience of the five senses in the next year, that will be a good way to work with Taurus. Also, Jupiter in Taurus can help us with the economy, with the economy, it can help us with finance, it can help us tap into talents and skills and gifts that we have, that maybe we have failed to use in the last 12 years. So last time it happened, 2012, 2088, those are the last time that Jupiter was in Taurus. Again, you can go back to those times and try to trace some kind of a positive pattern that maybe can help you understand how Jupiter, which in the tarot card is called fortune, is going to be in Taurus, which is the sign of money, talent, self-worth, the five senses, Mother Nature, Mother Earth. So this is a really good time to connect to Earth, to hike much more, to spend more time with uh, nature. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons I position myself today here. So again, we're going to have a pretty interesting week with a lot of Taurus uh, emphasis. We still have Saturn and Neptune for the next year, at least two years, three years in uh, Pisces. So altogether, uh, we have a lot of earth water emphasis uh, coming up this week. It's very nurturing. It's very emotional. It's very sensitive. Um, everything has to do with more feminine energies. So if we look at tomorrow, May 15, you see Mercury is still stationary. And uh, Jupiter is about to move uh, at the end of May 15, beginning of May 16 into Taurus. That's a big shakeup. It's not necessarily a negative one. It's just that Jupiter, which again expands everything, is moving from expanding the fire to expanding the forest. So if we talked about the last year, maybe having uh, a lot of burning things or you benefited from burning and cutting away from things, the next year you're going to be benefiting from planting things in the ground, nurturing things, being patient, practicing practicing persistence, endurance, uh, things that have to do with the archetype of Taurus. And the moon tomorrow is moving into Aries. Uh, maybe it's, you know, Jupiter is about to move away from Aries. The moon moved into Aries just to make Aries feel nurtured and okay that you're not alone. Uh, but uh, the moon in Aries on May 15, tomorrow on Monday, might make you feel impatient, wanting to start things because it's been so long with the eclipses and the retrograde that things were a little bit more stuck. But you're going to have to fight with that temptation. The moon on top of Neptune tomorrow is an instinct about intuition, meditation, yoga, mysticism, movement. Uh, a lot of intuition is coming. But again, this is a great day tomorrow for meditation, today as well, especially because the moon is on top of Neptune. And then we move to May 16, and there is a big shift of energy happening on May 16. Jupiter is moving into Taurus, like we said, until May 26. So it's about a year that uh, Jupiter is going to be blessing Taurus. Jupiter is going to be this week on top of your North Node. So this is maybe the most important thing this week. It's culminating 
uh, around June 1st, but it's leading up to June 1st, that Jupiter will be touching the North Node. And that happens once about a year. And it talks about expansion, Jupiter, uh, opportunities, doors opening in connection to the North Node, which has to do with your karma, with good karma, meaning the things that you've come here to learn and to master. So this is actually a period where there's going to be a lot of opportunities to really connect to karmic lessons from past lifetime, download them successfully, especially if they relate to helping you connect to your talents, your money, and your self-worth. So all of those energies, more green, definitely is going to be helpful in the next... um, a year or so, uh, sorry, the next uh, few weeks. So Jupiter also is going to be coming closer and closer to Mercury, which again is also good. Is Mercury is going to escape because Mercury is faster than Jupiter, but still you're going to be able to this week connect your left and your right brain, uh, practical and logical things with things that have to do with imagination. So the idea is that we are now entering a week when Jupiter is changing a sign, Jupiter is touching the North Node, A lot of um, interesting things going on there. And also Mars is going to be moving very soon to Leo uh, next week more. And that also is going to be a pretty big deal. But on Tuesday, even though Mercury goes direct, be a little bit careful because the moon is on top of Chiron, the wounded healer. It can bring up a lot of old wounds. It can trigger uh, some kind of backlash. So a little bit be careful, especially with some family members. um, And funny enough, with women, mothers as as well. There could be a wounded mother coming into your life or a woman that is going through some kind of pain that needs some healing. So just be watchful Tuesday, even though, again, Mercury is going direct. The moon on top of Chiron can be a little bit tough. That happens a a day once a a month. So it's not like, you know, something you haven't experienced before, but just to be a little bit more aware of that. But overall, uh, we have uh, only an opposition of Pluto and Mars, which is going to take this whole uh, period because Mars is kind of slow right now and Mar- and Pluto is definitely slow. It's the slowest planet we have. So the idea is that opposition between Pluto and Mars is lingering there. It's been going the last week. It's going this week. Not always the easiest. The two rulers of Scorpio that are basically having a, a fight over us. We're kind of in between Pluto, which is the, the death and transformation, and Mars, which is action and war. So yeah, we might feel pushed and pulled between two forces, two people, two bosses, two friends that are taking us into different directions. There could be also emotional turmoil, a little bit of manipulation. So just be a little bit more careful. But if you look at the chart, you see that no planets besides Pluto is retrograding right now. So um, that's actually really, really good. That's going to lead us until July when um, Venus is going to be retrograde, which is a big deal. But on that, we'll talk later on. Overall, North Node sitting very close to um, Mercury in between Jupiter and Mercury. It's actually a good time Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for signing documents, making businesses, pushing things through. It's actually a really good positive energy for communication. If we look at May 17, Jupiter officially is in a Taurus and it's climbing closer and closer to the North Node and like I said there's going to be a really powerful energy of karma happening this week what does that mean meeting somebody that feels familiar from a past lifetime 
doing an activity that feels like you've done it before, going to a place and feeling like I can walk around as if I've been here uh, before, hearing some language that sounds familiar. Really pay attention. Put your uh, uh, past lifetime antennas up there because it's going to receive a lot of uh, information. So it's going to be like this week as if you're going through some kind of a... um, past lifetime regression, but in a very spontaneous way. It means that basically you're going to really be able to tap into memories, people, skills, abilities from past lifetime. Again, very rare. It happens once a year for about a week. This is the week it's happening. It's happening to us during Taurus slash Gemini. So the regression could be related very much to, again, skills, talents, abilities, connection to certain people, communication, writing, businesses, ideas. So be very, very open. It's kind of a creative year, a a week. May 18, the moon is joining this Taurus convergence, you can say, or cluster. We have Jupiter, the giver of gifts, expansion in Taurus. It's almost like the accelerator is uh, your 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 leg is hitting the accelerator on the Taurus. Your north node is there, which again enhances the element of Taurus. Your Mercury is there. Moon is Taurus is exalted. Vesta is in Taurus. Uranus is in Taurus. The sun is in Taurus. So we have one, two, three, four, fifty percent of the chart, even more, is in the archetype of Taurus. You have to do something that pampers yourself on. What is it? Thursday, May um, 18. Maybe um, go to a, a restaurant that you really love. Do a some kind of a deep um, looking really into what your senses need. So it doesn't have to be only food because that's taste. It Maybe it's a great day for massage. Maybe it's a great day to go to a concert. Maybe a great day to go um, to a galleries or to a museum to see something, great day for hike, a great day for any time, any place, any, any park or any place that you have that is dominant with Mother Nature, you know, so kind of immerse yourself in things that can activate your five senses, as well as anything to do with pleasure, take a long bath with uh, petals, whatever, uh, try to smell good things, this is a really amazing um May 18, May 19, when we have that vin, that um, a moon exalted in Taurus with all the rest of the energies of Taurus. And besides the 50% of Taurus, we have Venus in Cancer, Mars in Cancer, Saturn and Pisces and Neptune in Pisces, which adds 40 more percent of energy in, in, in feminine side. So really, we have this week a very, very feminine, feminine energy. It's all about coming, bringing in. It's all about attracting. It's all about collecting. It's all about intimacy. It's about the body. It's about the earth. The only planet that is in a masculine energy is Pluto. And even he is going to retrograde. And in June, he's going to move into feminine energy. So definitely no um, oppositions. Sorry, no um uh, retrogrades beside Pluto, and the majority of the planets are deep in feminine signs. So again, beautiful energy that can really help not only us in person, but the world. Because when there is so much energy of feminine around us, imagine we're replacing all the parliaments in the world with the majority, 90% women. You know, So I'm not saying it will solve our problems, but definitely it's going to balance something. So there is definitely an interesting week happening this week. It's a very, very different than other weeks. It's something more significant. 
Um, May 19, we continue that uh, flow and it is a new moon and the new moon is going to be a new moon in Taurus and the new moon is going to be very special because we're going to have what is called mutual reception. We have uh, Venus, the ruler of Taurus in Cancer and the moon, the ruler of Cancer is in Taurus. So they switch places, they put together the energies of a mother family home with money talent self-worth great time to buy a property great time to renovate to relocate and to begin something new because this is a new moon that is devoid of any kind of retrograde so it's a great time to start something new may 19 very very positive energy uh, and the sabian symbol for that uh, moon is going to be two cobblers working at a table so something practical. And again, Friday, beautiful day. Go on a date, do something interesting, especially artistic. You could also be good financially. Something good is happening on Friday. But because the moon is going to be on top of Uranus in this new moon conjunction, it could be unpredictable. So there could be some element of a twist or last minute kind of transition and change. Um, on Saturday, we have the moon shifting into Gemini. And things are shifting a little bit. Gemini is an androgynous sign. And he's preparing the, the road for next Sunday for the sun to move into Gemini and ending this week of femininity. And we're going to actually move into a week of androgynousness uh, because Gemini is considered to be the only sign that is androgynous. And we're going to start it on Sunday, May 21. Um, besides that, Neptune is Closing in on that beautiful trine with Mars, which is great. Again, action around intuition. It means that this last, this whole week, it's not about sitting there and channeling something or, or getting a psychic hit. It's more about action and then looking at what you've just done. Whatever is the cause of that, whatever made you do that is your intuition. Meaning that a lot of time you might be doing something and in retrospective, you'll understand, okay, I get it. That's why I did it. Like what I told you today, I thought I'm actually going to do it uh, over there. And then in the last minute, I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a risk and maybe it's going to be glowing from outside. But uh, for you guys, Zoom, it is. But in actually in the Instagram, it looks kind of impressive. I have to admit all these um, uh, beautiful palms. So again, act and then think, why did you act the way you acted? Uh, so that's going to lead us to Sunday. Sunday, we have the sun moving into Gemini. The moon is in Gemini. Uh, there is a little bit of um, heaviness between Pluto and Jupiter. That's one of the difficult things we have this week is that as Jupiter moving into zero, zero degrees Taurus, right? Because it's moving to the new sign. Remember, Pluto is now retrograde zero, zero degree Aquarius. So that means a clash between Aquarius um, Pluto and Taurus Jupiter that basically means tend to do too much manipulation um, paranoia so if you're feeling a little bit off in the next few days in spite of it being a very feminine beautiful week know that that's the Pluto and Jupiter creating a little bit of a square it's going to move much out of it much uh, much more next week so that was our um, discussion of the week ahead. And now I would like to see what have I prepared. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the whole idea of Mother Day. And I decided to look at it. Yesterday I was thinking about it, so it was a last minute thing. Um, yeah, so what I was... I'm going to move myself 
here. So what I was thinking about is, I wonder how you move this around. No. Okay. I have to remember. Just trying to figure something out here. How to make this disappear. Anyway, I can't make it disappear. So I have a little bit of a blocked... Um, let me do it again. Maybe it will be easier like this. Yeah, unfortunately it will be easier like this. So anyway, what I did is I, did, I took a list of all the... Uh, of a lot of countries. I won't say all the countries. There's too many countries. But some countries... And to look to see when they celebrate their Mother's Day. Why? Because I figured even though everything seems to be like it's random and make like whatever decision it seems to be, it would be interesting to see how countries view their mothers. Because if you celebrate a Mother Day in a certain archetype, there is a connection between mother or how you perceive mother, how mothers perceive themselves, depends who decides the date. Usually it's about a bunch of men, you know, in the government. But I'm just saying... Maybe there is a correlation between the sign that the country decides to spend or, or to celebrate Mother's Day and how their attitude towards mother is. So one of the thing is, of course, we celebrate in the United States in May 14, which is the second, May, um, second Sunday of May, which will always fall in Taurus. Now, first you would say, well, we should celebrate the Mother's Day during Cancer. Cancer is June 21st, sorry, June 21st, I think July 21st, 22nd, approximately, depend on the year, depend where you are. We should celebrate then because cancer is the sign of home and family, mothering, the womb, all of that. But maybe because it's in the summer and the kids are out of school and the mothers already have a lot of uh, things to worry about. I don't know, maybe it wasn't celebrated there. Maybe it's... Um, summertime and we don't want to think about it but the interesting thing is that i did check to see a lot of the countries i mean you can see here in the list if you're looking at the zoom um, you'll see that different countries celebrate it in a different time but i have to admit that from doing all of this work and thinking about it definitely the countries that decided to celebrate mother's day during taurus win not only they win because they're the majority of the planet but also because, archetypically speaking, it is the most uh, sensible thing to do is to celebrate your mother or Mother's Day in general during the month of Taurus, which is Mother Nature. That's why we celebrate Earth Day on April 22nd and the onset of um, uh, Taurus. And we celebrate Mother Day, the celestial, the earthly, the, our biological mother at the end of Taurus. It's almost as if that realm of Taurus begins with the celebration of Mother Nature two days after the sun moved into Taurus and about a week or depends where you are in the world uh, before the sun moves into Gemini. Again, we celebrate our biological mother or mothers in general. It doesn't have to be biological mother. Obviously, your adopted mother is just as much your mother. So let's say Norway, for example, they celebrated the second Sunday of February, which actually makes it in Aquarius. So maybe in Norway, they perceive mothers or, mo or Mother Day, mothers in general, as a friend, 
somebody who is uh, part of the community, somebody that links me to the community because that's what Aquarius is all about. Albania, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Bulgaria, Kazakhstan, Moldova, Russia, Serbia, Vietnam. For some reason, they celebrate it on 8th of March, which is Pisces. So they see their mother as a mystical thing, something a, a little bit more psychic, more intuitive, a little bit more hidden, a little bit more mysterious, again, more connected to... Um, ethereal energy almost like the mermaid in a way it's viewing the mother as somebody who is further away because uh, for example pisces the sign of isolation maybe they feel that sometimes mother is not completely there maybe they feel that uh, mother is divine because again pisces has to do a lot with mysticism and divinity faith in a sense and now if we look at Ireland, the Isle of Men, Jersey, Nigeria, United Kingdom, uh, that uh, part of the world, and uh, Nigeria somehow sneaked, snuck inside, is celebrated in the fourth Sunday of Lent. Lent usually begins on, what, February 22nd, ends on Passover, as you know. So it's just three days before Easter. So the fourth um, Sunday of Lent will fall usually in Aries. So, okay, those places, Egypt uh, as well, Iran, uh, sorry, Iraq, Kuwait, Libya, Lebanon, Mauritania, uh, Oman, Palestine, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, United Arab Emirates, Yemen, they all celebrate during Aries, which is really interesting, I think, about it, because all of these um, countries, let's say, Definitely Egypt, Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Lebanon a little bit less, Libya, um, Oman, Palestine, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Sudan even, Syria, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, they're desert places. So it's kind of interesting that in those de desert places, I'm not talking about England, uh, that could be something else. But at least the desert places, they celebrate Mother Days on the 21st of March which is always going to be the first day of Aries. Basically, it is the equinox, the new year. And they took basically the new year from Babylon. Don't forget that all of these countries, uh, most of them, let's say, are in the Fertile Crescent or Mesopotamia. So it might be still an echo, an influence from the time of uh, celebration in Sumeria and Babylonian of the new year. So maybe, you know, the astrology gave birth. That's why we say that astrology is the mother of science and religion. And also our mothers are kind of the one that spark the life into us. So it's interesting that in those countries, as well as England and Ireland and the Isle of Man and Jersey, uh, they celebrate it during Aries, which is making their mothers a little bit more bossy, a little bit more intense, a little bit more uh, aggressive, uh, controlling in a way. Now, again, the way to look at it is as if the moon is in that sign for the people of that civilization or that country. So for Norway, uh, the moon is in Aquarius. So it's almost as if the mother is perceived like an Aquarius. For, uh, like we said, uh, those that perceive it like Pisces, they see their moon, their mother like Pisces. What we just mentioned now is those countries of the desert, including England, is the moon is perceived more like uh, a fighter, a warrior. Then uh, in Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala and USA, it's Taurus. 
And now look at all the list of people that celebrated on the second Sunday of May, which is today. We're talking about Australia, Austria, Bahamas, Bangladesh, Barbados, Belgium, Bhutan, Botswana, Brazil, Canada, Cambodia, Central African Republic, Chile, China, Colombia, Croatia, Cuba, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Ecuador, Estonia, Ethiopia, Fiji, Finland, Gambia, Germany, Ghana, Greece, Greenland, Guyana, Honduras, Hong Kong, Iceland, India, Italy, Jamaica, Japan, Kenya, Latvia, Liberia, Malaysia, Malta, Nambia, Netherlands, New Zealand, Pakistan, Papua New Guinea, Peru, Philippines, Puerto Rico, eh, Samoa, Singapore, Slovakia, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Switzerland, Taiwan, Tanzania, Tonga, Turkey, Uganda, Ukraine, United States of America, Uruguay, Vietnam, Venezuela, Zambia, Zimbabwe, all Taurus. And so that's kind of interesting. Taurus wins. And the interesting thing about celebrating Mother's Day in Taurus, like we said, the majority of the countries are by far. It is because the moon mother is exalted in Taurus, which is kind of interesting that all of these countries without knowing astrology decided, hmm, where should we place the moon, our mother? Uh, well, we can place her in uh, Aquarius. Okay, only Norway goes for that. Uh, Aries, the desert people, and England. Um, and on um, Taurus, that's it. That sticks because, again, the moon in Taurus is exalted. Mother Nature is exalted in uh, with the moon. Poland celebrated in Germany, in uh, Germany, in Gemini, and, uh, and Israel also celebrated in Gemini. What does that mean? That for Poland and from Israel... Uh, the mother is kind of um, either a dual. It's almost like the good mother, the bad mother. The giving mother, the taking mother. So the Gemini talks about... Muni Gemini is kind of like the mother is, is a split. It's also happening in Nicaragua, apparently. And also Algeria, Cameroon, Dominic Republic, France, Haiti, Madagascar, Mali, Mauritius, Morocco, Niger, Senegal, Sweden, Tunisia. They also celebrating in the last Sunday of May which happens to be Gemini. So Gemini is number two, I think, in uh, the amount of countries that celebrate it. And again, the Muni Gemini could be, some people have that, you know, the, the Divine Mother, the Guadalupe, the Mother Mary, and Eve, the Evil Mother, or the Mother of Life, but that is the sinner. So maybe for them there is some kind of a split, or maybe what they want from the Mother in Poland, in Israel, in um, all of these other countries, is highly intelligent Mother that speaks what she says. The problem with that Mother in Gemini is that she might have double messages. Come here, but in the body movement, she's saying, stay away from me, I'm busy. So that was just a little bit of a rundown of where all the, not all, but some of the countries see the Mother Day and why the sign you're celebrating Mother Day gives uh, an indication of how that specific culture or country looks at the energy of their mother. Um, but again, by far, Taurus, the cow, wins. And that leads me to some stuff that I started collecting for you guys yesterday, how different cultures look at cow. Well, in India, we all know that the cow equals Mother Earth. From the Rig Veda, volume 8, it says that the cow is the mother of cosmic forces. A cow is called Aditi. Aditi A is not, Diti bound. 
boundless. It's basically without bound, in a sense. The embodiment of the goddess is as a supporter of the universe. It's almost like she gives birth to the universe and carries the universe and nurtures the universe. And remember, the Rig Veda is one of the oldest parts of the Vedas, uh, probably the second millennium BCE. We think that it was probably written in northwestern um, region of India from around 1500 BCE to 1000 BCE. The only thing I'm warning you guys is sometimes when you read stuff that is written by uh, people in India right now, especially um, because of the condition of nationalism there and the government, you see that they come up with very far-fetched um, uh, assessments. For example, when I was reading about the Rig Veda and I was reading it through Indian uh, scholars, or it's not so much scholars, it's people who like to kind of boast. They say that the Rig Veda is the oldest story written on the planet and it's the first manuscript. It's all nonsense. The first manuscript we have on the planet comes from Sumeria and Babylon. It's the story of Gilgamesh, which is about 2700 BCE, way older. And even the, the Egyptian Book of the Dead is older than the Rig Veda. Uh, it doesn't make the Rig Veda less interesting and less powerful. It's just that we don't want to bestow it. So remember, when I grew up in Israel, uh, they told us that Hebrew is the long, oldest language in uh, the, the world. And then they told us that it's the oldest script in the world, which is all nonsense. But it's, um, uh, it makes people feel good that they're the number one, number one, you know. Anyway, the cow that gives milk, that gives us uh, sustenance, it definitely our galaxy or a mother galaxy, the same way that we have Mother Earth, uh, Taurus. Uh, Taurus is Mother Nature. Remember, Taurus is the ruler of Earth or Mother Nature. You can call our mother galaxy um, the same. You can call her... Oopla. You can call her mother, um, uh, our mother galaxy is the Milky Way. And the milk, obviously, unless it's made of oat or soy, it is made out of a cow. So again, you see the cow as a supporter, not only of Earth, but also of our galaxy, our mother galaxy. And also, we celebrate Mother Earth, uh, Earth Day on the 22nd of April, which is Taurus. So not only we celebrate our mothers, biological or adoptive or inspirational, you know, a lot of us have... Uh, um, a mother figure that basically raised us either intellectually or physically. And if we, do, we talk about cows and we talk about the worship of cow as a mother, even before uh, the Vedas, way before the Vedas, is the idea of Isis. We call Isis, it's the Greek name of Aset. We think she was called Aset. Um, and she's the mother, the divine mother of Pharaoh. She's also the mother of Horus. Horus was the first pharaoh. She's the wife of and sister of Osiris. And she was known for the spell and magic that she has. And you can see here an image of uh, Isis, the typical image of her. Of course, she carries her um, in her left hand, the giving hand, the ankh, the symbol of life. She gives life. On her head, she has her uh, hieroglyph symbol, which is the throne. She's considered to be the throne. Again, what is the throne? The seat, the place where the pharaoh sits upon, that which contains the pharaoh. Same thing that the womb contained us before we were born. And for every mother, her child is a pharaoh. You know, her worship was uh, started spreading all the Greco-Roman world, especially in the Hellenistic time, and it reached all the way from England to Afghanistan. We have tons of statuettes, 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 
you know, spell check it in your ears, uh, of little ISISs all over Europe, all over um, Asia. She's holding the lotus. The lotus is the symbol of rebirth, uh, the symbol of the sun, because the lotus kind of at night goes down into the water and then reemerges when the sun comes up. Um, and her worship only started, stopped, sorry, when Christianity started spreading. And it's really interesting that her symbol was also a disc of the sun, remember, inside the horns of a cow. So she was also honored as Theotokos, the mother of God, the ultimate symbol of mother. Again, we're talking about a connection between the cow and the energy of the mother, Taurus and the mother. And she's the daughter of the earth god and the sky goddess. So it's kind of interesting that um, you have her as a mixture of these two kind of um, energies. Now, because... Um, um, she was such an, like, such an intriguing, let's say, symbol that in early Christianity, they basically took that idea of Isis nurturing or nursing Horus as Maria and Christ. So you can see slowly how the statues transform. You can see in front of you some examples. Uh, the Isis and Horus uh, sculptures started about 600 BCE all the way up until 30 BCE, so way before Christianity. The idea of the Virgin Mother was very much uh, in there. So we see that the worship of Maria just continued, sorry, the worship of Isis just continued into Maria. It's not that Isis disappeared. She reincarnated into the worship of of Maria. Uh, and also in the tarot card, if you follow the tarot card, the high priestess is very much associated with Isis. Her crown is associated with the moon and the cow's horn, and she represents the spiritual mother. And the card after her is the empress. You see that she still has the horn uh, of the cow as her crown, basically who she is. She's mother nature. She's even ready with her hand to hold the invisible uh, baby. So definitely we established Taurus, archetypically speaking, is a very auspicious um, sign to celebrate Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. That's what, what I'm supposed to basically um, make sure that you guys are aware of. Um, one of the things that I want to just, uh, because Mercury was retrograde in Taurus, and we're talking about Taurus, and Mercury in Taurus in the tarot card is called Worry. It's the five of... Um, Discs, it's Mercury in Taurus. So if you have Mercury in Taurus in your chart, you tend to worry. But anyway, during Mercury retrograde in Taurus, Taurus is the sign of art, the sign of finance, the signs of money, the sign of Mother Nature. Uh, an interesting thing happened in Seoul. You probably heard it in the Leo Museum uh, of Art. Uh, remember that um, silly um, art installation, Banana? Remember, I think it's called Comedian or whatever. That's worth supposedly $120,000. And every few days, you know, it's basically a banana stuck on the wall with duct tape, um, gray duct tape, and people go and take pictures and selfies around it around the world. It's kind of an agreement. We all think it's art, so now we have to take uh, pictures of ourselves with it. And in Korea, somebody, a student actually did something really interesting. He went ahead and took the banana out and ate it and... Even though people were screaming at him, of course, people were shooting it because that was another art installation. The person eating the banana is just as much an installation as the banana itself. And if anybody has a problem with that, they, they should have a problem with the banana being an art. And if somebody should claim any kind of art for the banana, it's Mother Nature. Or the monkeys that for thousands of years, millions of years probably helped uh, help this banana evolve into what it is. 
But anyway, he took one minute and he yanked that banana, ate it, and um, put the peel back because he's a very well-educated uh, college kid. And he's, you know, responsible for leftovers or whatever. I hope they composted it at the end. But the idea is, yes, it is very much a Mercury in Taurus retrograde. And another thing is that a lot of uh, a series of articles came out right when Mercury was retrograde in Taurus, which is called Worry. And the biggest one was that the godfather of AI, um, Dr. Hinton, left Google and decided to go on a media spree warning everybody against the dangers of AI systems. So again, worry. And it's interesting because I started reading a lot about it. And they say basically that the industry leaders believe that the new AI systems, the chatbots and all that, could be as important as the introduction of the web browser in the early 1990s. And remember, we started talking about chat, uh, the, the BARD and uh, chatbot GPT and all that in uh, a January, February this year when Saturn was still in Aquarius. And remember we talked about it. I talked about it in the book of 2020, 21, 22, that Saturn in Aquarius was when we invented the internet and the WWW sent the first files uh, online. And that 30 years later, this Saturn in Aquarius, this idea of the website, web, web um, uh, World Wide Web, helped us deal with the pandemic. And I always told that I said something we're doing now during this Saturn in Aquarius will help us 30 years from now when we have to deal with something catastrophic, maybe an invasion from aliens or whatever. And we were wondering what it is. We thought maybe it's the vaccine. It could be, but it could also be the uh, AI and the, the, this big leap forward that has to do with AI. So you see that even people who do not necessarily follow the cycles of astrology put those cycles there without calling them Saturn in Aquarius. Aquarius, again, is the sign of technology and innovation. So that was what I wanted to um, discuss with you guys. Uh, I hope that you're going to have an amazing Jupiter in um, Taurus transition. And let's see. Ah, somebody told me that they went to uh, Bianca's class. I'm really happy that you guys did. Um, and I think it's going on still. The precise, let's say, fields of area where Jupiter in Taurus is going to be for your sign specifically, we're going to talk about next week. But like I told you, I sent an email about it. So you guys should have it. And um, next week, we're going to talk about that much more. And also, I added a new class. If you guys are interested, I just did it in Woodstock, but it was in person only. And it was so much fun that I decided to replicate it now. It's a three hours of how to work with astrology in your chart without going to an astrologer and without having to be an astrologer. It's basically me trying to put myself out of business. Maybe uh, I've done too many charts already. But anyway, it's going to be a way for you to work with your trinity. So we're going to talk about your trinity, sun, moon, and rising sign and techniques that you can do it. Another uh, new exercise that I developed that talks about how to channel your uh, intuition into your chart and how to work with the archetypes in an interesting way, how you can use them as guides, as uh, messengers, as little angels that can get you things. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be on June 1st. And you have it on the, um, uh, for you guys, it's over there in my bio. And for those in the Zoom, you're going to get it. But if you're seeing me on Instagram, you can always go to my link, uh, not to my, uh, my tree there. 
to the to the bio and you can join us so you can actually see the images that I'm showing here for next Sunday or to join any one of the workshops. So thanks a lot. Um, those of you in LA this weekend, I'm actually going to do the Bible uh, class in uh, Pasadena. If you're around, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about crazy things that are written in the Bible. And for the 19th on Friday, we're going to do a class on numerology. So I hope that will also be a, on a webinar. So I hope you can join us in one of those. They're all there. I wish you an amazing um, Mother's Day. Bless your mothers and bless you mothers and bless all of you that were mothers or that will be mothers in a past life. Sending you love from my palms. Bye-bye.